Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hello and welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, New York City Hotel Room Edition. I want to do a shout out to the guy who told us last night that he loves our podcast, but your voice made, makes his child cry. His one-year-old cry. <laughs> uh, well, listen... I, I actually, if you're a Patreon subscriber and I do make your child cry, I don't know how I would make your child cry because I've got kind of a butter smooth voice. But if that's the case and you get to the God tier of our Patreon, I'll actually come to your house uh, in person and discipline your child using my really scary voice. I love that, Moshe. Why are we in New York, Natasha? We're in New York for the world premiere of Chelsea Peretti's movie, First Time Female Director, which I am starring in. And you're the star of the film. Well, I'm in it. Can I say I'm like starring in it? Well, we all know that you do movie after movie. That's kind of the story of Natasha's summer movie after movie after movie, the Mars project. And the story of my summer is that I get to be her plus one at multiple red carpets in a a Hollywood cucking. No, people want to see you, honey. You're just not in the movie. Uh, Natasha. You killed it so hard in the movie. I would say you have a, a vaguely Leona Helmsley um, essence to you. Thank you. I am doing some character work in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually sold to Roku. Roku. So you'll be for- able to watch it on your Roku. <laughs> look for that in 2024. Natasha, do you like being in a movie? Of course. Yeah, it's fun, especially when there's like comedic geniuses in it. I mean, this movie is so stacked. Chelsea Peretti, Benito Skinner, Kate Berlant, Meg Stalter, Megan Mullally, Max Greenfield. Um, sorry, Moshe was not in it. Um, I was not in it. There were a lot of people in it. 
uh, but I was not one of those people. Now, Natasha, now that you've been in six movies this summer, do you think you'll finally be able to afford an anti-reflective coating on your glasses? If you're watching at home, I'm roasting the fact that my glasses, you can see my beautiful eyes and Natasha's glasses, you can see the background of New York City because she doesn't have that A-R-F. So I could get anti-reflective glasses on Yves Saint Laurent vintage sunglasses from the 70s with a blue tint? Listen, it's all possible. Hollywood makes everything possible. Natasha, we were up until 3 o'clock in the morning last night. I was watching the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary while you drunkenly uh, sang karaoke at the after party. I feel like we should push through this and get to the end of the episode. What do you think? Well, I did want to roast you for making us fly Mm. southwest. Listen, you put the choice... You didn't want the responsibility of getting the ticket. I bought the ticket on the airline that I prefer, and that airline is Southwest. I'm a Southwest, I'm a Southwest boy till I die. I just want to know who out there likes Southwest Airlines. Like Moshe Moshe just doesn't do it if he has to. He prefers Southwest Airlines. It's a wonderful airline. There it is a six-hour flight with like I'm I'm not even talking about complaining that you have to pay for food. I'm talking about oh, you, no food available. Oh, you talking about no food? Even for purchase. Listen, I don't generally select my airline based upon the cuisine that's available. For me, food and air, airline, those aren't really a connected idea. Uh, it I didn't is realize, for me. Because I didn't realize you wanted the pheasant under glass a la Delta Sky Miles. No, I would like to maybe buy some Cheetos for my child well, or buy some them Pringles. In the, buy them in the freaking uh, b- bookstore before we take off. Southwest is a wonderful airline. They allow you to make changes at the last moment. They allow you to reserve an entire row just by being intimidating to the other passengers. I mean, what more do you want out of an airline? Listen, this airline from start to finish sucks. You got to line up. Like you're, I, I don't know, like as a food bank or something before it, to, to, to board. Uh, there's no food for purchase. Oftentimes you're in a middle seat. And then the worst part, no food. And then an hour and a half before you land, they are like acting like it's this great thing. People were clapping because they give brownie bites. Brownie bites are great. Which are like burnt brownie crisps. So first you're not happy with the cuisine. Then you're unhappy that they have a really cool treat for you at the end of the flight. Oh, my God. And then the, there's like a undertone of like bad comedy throughout the whole flight. I love it. You should be feel right at home there, Natasha. <laughs> That's like your sweet spot. All right. Well, listen, if anyone agrees with Moshe that Southwest is the best airline. It's not that it's the best. It's the best option. Holler, because I really don't get it. Can I just say you're not a man of the people? And maybe that's what it really is. Maybe it's that you're kind of in the sort of more 1% kind of in the kind of like Mitt Romney world of flying. And I'm more of a... Oh, my God. Well, I'm just more of a Bernie flyer. I'm more of a Bernie traveler. I'm just more of like I'd like to buy lunchbox number two if yeah. i want for and my crying child and not have no food options you know oh you're crying child you mm-hmm. know i hate that so much online when people are like they're arguing about something and then all of a sudden they bring up like they're 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 like oh, i have a dyslexic child oh it's my like, god apropos of not your child is crying now you're you think our child was traumatized by the southwest experience because i what, bet she was well she said to me daddy i like it when the flight attendant raps so she, <laughs> So she seems like a Southwest flyer, too. Okay, listen, we've got someone waiting on the line. Can we please stop this conversation and talk to Hadley in Idaho? 
Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? I got a crazy question. What is it? Is thinning hair holding you back? Uh, you make a joke, but I have to say, I had a child five years ago. With you? With you. Okay. And my hair looked so luscious and gorgeous, thicker than it's ever been when I was pregnant. And then as soon as I gave birth to that baby, only half my bangs grew back. Well, if thinning hair is holding you back, Nutrafol is here to help. They've got a physician-formulated hair growth supplement and scalp care product line that create a simple but effective routine to address thinning at the source. Hair changes can happen due to age, biology, and lifestyle and pregnancy. No matter the root cause of your hair concerns, Nutrafol meets you exactly where you are with science-backed formulas tailored to your needs. Now, can I tell you, Moshe, why I like Nutrafol? Tell me why. Because I have ordered a bunch of different things online and they come to me and it is so freaking complicated. They want me to put a serum in my hair, then set a timer for 25 minutes, then wash my hair, then put more serum in my hair, and then do this every other day. I do not have the energy for this. But Nutrafol is simple. They've got a shampoo, a scalp mask, and a scalp essence that are gentle yet effective and they work to exfoliate purify and balance the scalp for improved hair health. Take the first steps towards improved hair and scalp health now. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our U.S. listeners $10 off your first scalp care order when you go to Nutrafol.com scalp and enter the promo code HONEYMOON. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare providers recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash scalp and enter promo code HONEYMOON for $10 off your first scalp care order. This is available only to U.S. customers for a limited time. That's Nutrafol.com slash scalp, promo code HONEYMOON for $10 off your first scalp care order. Hadley. Hi, oh, you, Hadley. You got dynamic movement on your uh, on your camera there. Do you have the... Uh, I know it follows some... me around. Oh, that's cool. You could already tell that? Yeah, I could just see it. It kind of yeah. like, it AI'd right into her face. What is our background giving? Do you feel like we're, um, do we look like we're hungover? Do we look like a- uh... Cocaine addicts? What, th- what are you getting <laughs> from us? Uh, it's probably, it could be either or, really. Yeah, I'm no. hungover though. I don't get Coke vibes from you two, ever. Hey, that's very Oh, it doesn't seem say. like we're like stuck in a hotel with COVID? Are you? No, we're not. <laughs> But listen, <laughs> we're just stuck in our hotel with a child and um, needing to do a podcast. Were, like, no. no, the truth is we are stuck in the hotel with COVID, but this is a big reveal for the podcast. Our child, we named her COVID because she's a COVID baby. So she, her name is COVID Corona Bivalent the <laughs> Third. That's beautiful, you guys. Thank you. I see you have a child as well. That's so nice right next to you. That That's really, that's really a sweet little baby you've got there. <laughs> Yeah, he's my little frog. And this is a handmade sweater from Etsy that I bought. Uh, you bought wait, you bought a, a frog doll sweater on Etsy? Yes, and it's specifically for the frog. He's a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> a Build-A-Bear? Do you, is, is this what you're calling about, I'm assuming? Your yeah. uh, attachment to this stuffed animal? Right. She's like, for some um, reason, whenever I get a guy home, they get turned off. And I don't know if it's because of my hand-knitted sweater vest for my Build-A-Bear frog. Well, to my left is a whole like half bench of just stuffed animals. If I well, you could walk to your left and we could see the camera follow you. I mean, wouldn't it do that? You don't, don't want to show us stuff. That's embarrassing. I'm 28. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's keep it moving. How can we help? So, so I'm nervous because I'm excited to see you guys. So just bear with me. Okay. 
Well, know uh, that we were up until three o'clock in the morning and we're barely here. So you've got the, the pressure is low. <laughs> low pressure then. I like that. Um, so I have a friend who's getting married this year and I'm a bridesmaid. And typically in a bridesmaid situation, it's a destination. Not really. It's not that far away, but it is a destination kind of like resort that hosts weddings. And it's got this big cabin and it's for the wedding party. Um, so that would be me. And then typically your partner stays, right? Like that's pretty typical. Your partner goes to the wedding, stays in the wedding party cabin. So anyway, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years and this is important to the story. He hooked up with the soon to be bride like years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Probably like six, seven years ago. And it was like, maybe two or three super drunk hookups, whatever. It doesn't matter. And like, I've known about this and it's like totally not a big deal. We're adults and we're in a small town. And so it's going to happen. So obviously my boyfriend is going to be my plus one to her wedding. He would be staying the night at the cabin. They were supposed to stay two nights the night before and then the night of the wedding. And I basically got a text from her saying, we don't know if we want him to stay because my fiance is not comfortable because like they've had sex before Mm. and so that that would mean I would have to go up alone or he would come up separately and leave separately and I'd be the only one there like without my partner because her fiance or maybe it's her she kind of blamed it on him but um that he's not comfortable with him like staying the night but it's like they're getting they're committing their life to each other so okay all right this is this is so complicated but also like maybe he shouldn't come to the wedding with you oh shit are you are you okay with that like because you got friends there it's a party cabin i know a lot of weddings i've been to weddings where they wouldn't let the boyfriends come because like you know it's 150 dollars for every person so it's like can you just kind of mean it's your friend he fucking hooked up with her so maybe the point for that that thing that he did is that he just doesn't go to the wedding and see, you don't make a big deal out of see, it. This is this, this is, is my instinct, this but we is, can keep talking about this it. This is misandry, you know, this is straight up man-hating. Like, why should he not come to the wedding just because he's the man? You know, there's a woman involved in this situation. That oh, you think the bride should Yes, come maybe she wedding. should stay home. Maybe she should stay home because she, she was involved in it too. I think, Natasha, you might, you, yours is the atomic option. It doesn't have to be atomic though, because like, let me ask you this, Hadley. Do you have friends and homies and like, you know, like a family kind of situation with these people who are getting married? No, and I don't really know her fiance and a lot of her bridesmaids I'm not friends with. Ooh, um, okay. Maybe this was okay. bad. But I guess no, I don't think I it was... Sorry, I just want to clarify that my real question is, my instinct is to just be like, and this is what I told her in the text, not a big deal. Like it's her wedding. I, it's her day. It's one day or two days, two nights, whatever. Well, to be fair, to be fair, it's also your boyfriend's day, right? You know, because he's having a hard time. He's going to watch one of his greatest ex lovers move on into a permanent uh, love situation. So he's in a, he's in a hard <laughs> exactly. situation too. Totally, it's emotional for everyone, and I I don't want to make a thing about it, but I feel like if it's going to come up because we're going to have to RSVP, and I told him like maybe you just shouldn't go because now it's uncomfortable if you do come, but you don't stay. Like apparently we all know he doesn't really want you there anyway. 
so how about you just don't go but I know when we RSVP and I tell her like oh he's probably not going to come she'll be like but why and Hmm. I also don't know if it should be a conversation like moving forward because also to add a detail like a week later she texts me and was like hey you guys should come do a bonfire at our house tonight what are you doing with her yeah, he's her. still kind of horny for him. <laughs> well, okay. Can I can I add something? Um, she does bring it up almost like every time we're together that they've. Oh, like together. you know, I hooked up with him, right? That kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. Like she, she has a way to reference it, which I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal. Like, again, we're all adults. It's fine. Have you considered this? Have you considered this? that perhaps you are not the only person that she's bringing this up to often and that perhaps she brings this up often to her husband to be and that perhaps that is the reason he eventually was like uh, maybe we don't want that guy staying in the cabin that has been my exact conclusion is that she probably was a little too aloof in how she knows him mm-hmm. and she just said something like really abrasive about how they've hooked up or like a detail or something in passing and he was like mm. okay well Maybe not. she mentioned that it that it's like curved in such a way to hit that spot just okay. right. Okay, I wait. I'm sorry. Let's, let me get a little more details. Are you in the okay. wedding party? She's the bridesmaid. I am. I'm a And do you really like this girl? Yeah, we've been friends for like okay. years since high school. So your question, just to clarify, is you at this point are ready to sacrifice your boyfriend's attendance, but you don't want it to be weird again when you say he's actually not going to come and have it become weird a, another time. So you want a way to not bring him, but make it not weird. I honestly, at this point, don't care if he goes or not. It's his comfortability because he's the one who I feel like is put in a more awkward situation being the one that's being like banned from the after parties, right? So I guess- Wait, I he's banned don't... from the after parties or he's banned from staying? I just mean staying, yeah. Okay, like, I got yeah. your solution. You have something? I have a solution. I got a solution. Okay. See okay. who's is better. My thing is a little thing called lying. Mm. And This is a Natasha special right And here. you say something yeah. like, um, oh, I am so, we're so bummed, Jorge, or whatever his name is. It's Jorge. That's so crazy that you got <laughs> you it. <know>? Exactly. <laughs> he is not, he can't come. He has. He has a work thing. It's, um, I don't know, whatever thing you want to say, like, we're bummed, but we mm. have a gift from both of us, and then you go. And like, don't listen to the uh, early June episode of the Endless Honeymoon podcast. Say that when you make the lie. Well, because what I'm, uh, him staying in the cabin is not an option, because at this point, there's going to be gossip, there's mm. going to be like, oh, people are mad, can she brought it, oh yeah, they fucked, did you hear? Like, you don't want any of that. Mm. And if you feel like you have to stay in the cabin, you can also minimize. You can be like, you know, uh, if it's like three to five days, maybe you go for the three or if it's like however you can like shorten it the most possible. He has a work thing, insert thing. You don't have to go into details. You're saying, you're he has a personal commitment. I'm so sorry. You're saying do it now. So right back. But but I hope you love our gift. So and like give them a great yeah. gift from both of you. So you're saying do it now right back and go oh you know what it actually is a non-issue yeah don't even worry about it he can't even come i just found out he's unable to attend the wedding period so don't, it all don't works get too out. detailed with the lie yeah i just found out well no that's actually not a lie this is see this is what you and i often argue about you don't natasha's philosophy is never tell the truth when a lie will do but i'm like <laughs> you can be you can you can do the lie without lying you can say 
Oh, you know what? It's a non-issue. We just found out he can't even make it that weekend. Well, that's not a lie. But I'm still excited to come. Yeah, that's and we're our present. You know, that's not a lie though. That's a that is a uh, th- the truth. You just found out he can't make it that weekend because the bride is so horny for Jorge Dick, and the husband is so <laughs> about being cucked. Like that's actually still yeah. in the truth zone, sort of. And, well, but, what was your solution? Okay, I got two, but I actually think Natasha's might be the wisest. Mine, mine are, mine are, I have one that is good if you want him to attend and one that is actually more fucked up to your friends, but, but it was the same lie, but it was to RSVP for both of you now be like, oh yeah, see you there. And then weekend of the wedding, you show up and be like, he couldn't make it. So Why? just so she doesn't even have to have the conversation. Then the conversation will know, oh, uh, Jorge, Jorge has diphtheria. It's not going to work out. But, but but I would minimize it doesn't have to be a conversation. It can be a text, email, whatever. Write it on the write it on the thing. I'm just actually going to be a uh, one, yep. not a plus one, because this this weekend actually doesn't work out for him. And actually, I can only stay Thursday and Friday no, or Nata- whatever it is. Natasha's solution is the best. You're 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 being the bigger woman. You're not even getting into the drama and going, well, if it's going to be like that, then he's just not even going to come. You're going, oh my God, listen, how how wonderful that he can't come because he is unable to attend anyway. Easy. Now, yeah. if you want him to come, there is a, a solution, which is uh, combining two of my great passions in life, uh, dating advice and van, hashtag van life. Now, you could just rent an RV for the weekend. It's, uh, it's in the woods, this place, I would assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you and your boyfriend, you know, drive up and you stay in the van. And you guys have your own little thing and you just be like, oh, yeah, no problem. We're going to be out here in the van in the woods having a good a good time. But then everyone in the party house is going to be talking about how Jorge and the bride fucked. Yeah, but they're still going to be talking about that because the bride's going to bring it up 15 times <laughs> on her bachelorette party. So... I think I think your solution is good, but if you really are going to feel like lonely or like you want your partner there, I say rent a van. But I would also like to add to my advice, like I don't think you're out of line to tell her when it's just the two of you, if she brings up something about having sex with him again, to just say like, I'm sorry, I just like, would you mind not bringing that up anymore? It just kind of makes me uncomfortable. And I say, what's the point? Really? Well, then you stop saying it. Okay, so my other question, though, is, like, it since that text happened of, like, we don't really want him there at staying the night or whatever, since then, she then invited us both over to hang out with her and fiancé, which I'm assuming means that they want to address it, because why else would she say, hey, come over and hang out with us? It's, like, which, like, that he should have got to know my boyfriend first before making a judgment it's just like it was backwards we and don't so need to have a discussion about their one night stand I mean, like that is just like that I've is not gonna that. happen she is like being performative I, she is like horny for him still no she's not really horny for him but no, I, I, I i am curious i think i'm having a hard time imagining them addressing it that i don't believe that seems I don't think that's true. I don't think you guys are going to get to the bonfire and they're going to be like, let's talk about the elephant in the living room. So we get there and then they're like, we all pretend that that wasn't said. (laughs) Here's my guess. Here's my guess. I'm guessing that your, your friend mentioned it in a weird, probably awkward way. And that the boyfriend fiance man got um, uh, upset 
and said, I don't want him staying there. And then she has been doing diplomatic full court press to try to get hit her boyfriend to relent. And is like, what if we just hang out with them one night and you'll see he's yeah. cool. And I think that's <laughs> what's happening here. And that I also happened too. I think like she said something, he said something, she got on her phone, quickly fired a text and was like, oh shit maybe I shouldn't have divulged that information because she seemed like maybe she was backtracking and then the inviting us, I was like, you know, I understand. But at that point, like, is it wrong of us to be like, we don't really want to hang out as couples now. Like now it's weird. And now we just don't want to. Or should uh, yeah, we that... quit? I, I don't my, know. my instinct tells me that this relationship is going to be in your rear view mirror pretty soon but uh with this friend of yours because this just seems like a lot of to to continue to be this close to this person who's like has all this drama about the person that you're dating this is a hard one should they go to the bonfire is your husband is your boyfriend okay with not coming to the wedding or is he like i really want to go no he doesn't care because he's had some falling outs with her prior to this anyway so he's like i don't oh, really care so listen i think this is like you're the bridesmaid so you kind of have to go do your duty yeah. I mean, I don't know. Can you, is there like one friend that you like there in the house? I think I'll get along with everyone there. I'm just not super close with anyone but the bride and that's okay. Now she's trying to it's figure out what to do about this bonfire text. What does the bonfire the, text say? Do not go to the but bonfire. But how do you not go? What do you write back? I no. What do I say? No, there will be I no bonfire. I feel like I have to say we're not comfortable with it now. Oh, that seems like too much drama. I'm trying to think of a better solution. What was the text? It was, she just texted me and said, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, I'm just at my house. And she said, do you and your boyfriend want to come over and hang out in our backyard and have a fire? Like right mm. now. Have, have you ever heard of her saying, it's, it's like really nice in words, but not in action. So you're mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that sounds amazing, but we can't tonight. Oh my God, that would be awesome. Tonight doesn't work out though. I have a big day tomorrow. Oh my, and then she'll like, she's like a bride. She's got other things on her mind. Yeah, when's the wedding? Not until October. So how long can I keep oh. this going? Oh, it's hard. <laughs> this one's like, I tough. I can't avoid it forever. I feel like it's inevitably, inevitably going to come up. And my instinct is to be honest and just say, we're a little uncomfortable now. It's not a big deal. He's not coming to the wedding, but obviously if she reinvites, like what if she's like, actually we decided he should come to the cabin. He's not going to. I, okay, I got it. How comfortable are you with whole, with uh, throwing Jorge under the bus? I don't want to because he doesn't need to do that because of something they did. But, he, but who cares? I mean, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna send that text. No one's comfortable right now. The whole wedding's gonna be awkward. She's gonna get her feelings hurt. She's gonna be like, this is like drama. And, mm -hmm. and and I'm like, what is the way out of the drama? Because mm -hmm. like- Get out of it. Yeah, so I, if I was going to throw Natasha under the bus, which I'm very comfortable with, it's some sort of a hobby of mine, I would <laughs> say something like, um, oh, we'd love to, but to be honest, Jorge's a little, you know, he's being a little weird when I told him he couldn't come to the wedding. But now this, this refutes our other advice, which is to say Jorge can't make it that weekend. You kind of yeah. can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't no. tell the fun lie at the beginning and then, and then say, oh, but we also can't make, he also is unable to make it to every bonfire invitation until October. <laughs> I know. You guys, I, I don't know what to do. I'm kind of just waiting for her to bring it up because I'm not going to bring it up. I just don't think she's going to like perpetually ask you to have like a 
double dates, you can discuss this. So you didn't write back that night, the first invitation, yeah. you, what did you say? I immediately did because I was like, it made me laugh, but I, was, I wasn't I was mad. I wasn't upset. I was like, this is her deal. It's not my drama. And I just said, that's totally fine. I just talked to my boyfriend. He doesn't care, which is true. He was like, I don't care if that's how they feel. That's fine. They have the right to, I guess. And I just said, I want things to be easy. And I don't want this to become like a thing where you guys are trying to figure this out. Because I am I'm easy. I, I think this is like a step situation. So like step one is maybe telling her he can't even come anyway. Because that might, excuse me, that might kill the bonfire discussion. Yeah. I don't think it would. Natasha, please stop sneezing. I always <laughs> ask her not to sneeze on the podcast and she insists on doing it. No, okay. I think I've got your solution. I, I think I have I have come to the to the dramaless, the most the least drama okay. for you. You take Natasha's uh, advice about about the wedding. You say, oh, he can't make it that weekend anyway. That date doesn't work for him. It's like the most the most general thing. So someone's like, oh, I thought you said he was with his family. Oh, I thought blah, 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 blah. Is he okay? Is he sick? It's like, oh, no, that date doesn't work for him. He had some commitment. Then, I don't even know. Then when she doubles back and says, oh, I talked to my husband, my fiance. He's fine with it now. It's fine. You're already out. You're like, oh, it doesn't even matter. He can't come. That discussion's yes. over. And then the if she forces the issue about the bonfire, uh, you don't write, I in my opinion, don't write back. You know what the truth is we're a little bit uncomfortable because yeah. you disinvited Don't do that that's just like flaring up that's a bonfire of your vanities here's yeah. what you do you go you go lol just like haha uh that sounds a little awkward and you know, <laughs> I, I don't i don't think I, I don't think he's gonna be up for that that's it not like you know the truth is we felt truly betrayed when you it's just like the least amount if she forces the issue and you're like i have to respond you just write back haha yeah i don't think we'd be up for that sounds a little awkward and that's it and then you're out your whole your challenge is to get to october you're like a you're like um neo in the matrix you're like you got to get out of this situation with as little damage as you can as you can possibly accrue so you're just like oh he can't make it that weekend oh a bonfire awkward like it's just everything is the strategy is how do i just get do my duty as a as a friend and a bridesmaid without getting any of this like you, you know sort of like fiery drama in your life all right good luck hadley thank you so much you guys i'll never understand why people want to like in conflate personal drama with their like special day it happens so often and i always just feel like what the fuck do you care like what you know why not be the bigger woman i mean these people live in idaho they're bored <laughs> all right natasha i think the time has come for us to listen to a few secrets let's do it hey child what do you like making appointments for the doctor no. No, because it's complicated and it's difficult to find a doctor in your area with the time that you have. And that is why in our family, we use Natasha. ZocDoc. We are customers of ZocDoc and 
They are advertisers on our podcast. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. They'll give our daughter shots. Isn't that great? Well, anyway, if you have anything wrong with you and you just don't want to go through the hassle of finding the right doctor, go to ZocDoc. They make it so easy. You can make an appointment right there. You can look up the doctor. You can find out if they're cool or not, see patient reviews. It's all totally encrypted and safe. You can even do a video visit online. I've been going a lot. Anything goes wrong with me, I'm on that ZocDoc. On ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you, listen to you, and prioritize your care. ZocDoc, it's an app, and it's the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Go to ZocDoc.com honeymoon and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor in your area if you even want to go in person. Today, you can also do Zooms, and many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash honeymoon. That's ZocDoc.com slash honeymoon. Okay, well, that beat took a little bit longer than I thought, but okay, I love you guys, and the reason I'm calling is because I just ate my food obsession, which I usually only eat. I try to tame it to once a quarter which is fried chicken. I know you guys are from California. You guys probably know nothing about fried chicken because the South makes fried chicken. I'm in North Carolina, and, oh, gosh, Bojangles. If y'all don't know Bojangles, oh, my God, they make the best fried chicken. And I freaking love it, but my secret is, and my problem is, is they make it so good, like, so good that they get it down to like the bone good and I end up eating the bones and it's never been like a gastrointestinal problem for me and I don't know why that is like I feel like maybe like in a previous life I might have been like a coyote or wolf or something like that where I can just eat bones (laughs) but I fucking love Bojangles bones and their chicken is good their bones are good and <laughs> why waste it I don't know I just thought you guys would like to know that and go to Bojangles you might be the same as me you might like it so much you want some bones love you guys love Natasha Moshe your haircut's great and um can't wait to hear the episode bye I mean, I love this dude condescending to us about how we don't understand fried chicken and then being like, you know, here in the South, we eat the bone. We ch- I thought he was going to say he licked the bone. We chomp the bone. We chew up the griddly bone. Ew. I mean. Don't eat the bone, dude. Like, don't do it. How about it. I get an eight piece instead of a six piece and then just eat more chicken? I don't think you need to chomp that bone. Although I will say. I have never eaten a sunflower seed without, or a shell, a whole shell salted peanut without chewing up the uh, shell. I eat the shell. That's different. Do you think that's better? Yeah, you're not eating DNA of a chicken. Well, I mean, what do you think? There's no DNA in the flesh. I mean, it's okay. Here's the thing. I understand how good fried chicken is in the South. I've been to the South. Someone made me fried chicken. I stayed with a family in a hunting camp in Alabama, and I ate so much fried chicken there, they started to call me drumstick. (laughs) 
That was my nickname while I was in Alabama hunting squirrels with this family. Um, this is not where I thought this was going. <laughs> but I'm saying I understand how great it is. I would say you can go eight times a year if you don't eat the bone. You can make that deal with yourself. I'm Ooh. not going to eat the bone. I'm not going to chomp them bones, but I will have much more fried chicken. And guess what? I like that. Guess what, uh, Mr. Mint Julep over there in North Carolina? We got fried chicken in California. It's not a y'all don't know about fried chicken in California situation. We got fried chicken. Isn't Bojangles a chain? Yeah. And not only do we have fried chicken, we have southern fried chicken in. Uh, there's a little like kind of kind of a hipster spot in, all over L.A. that's really popular from the south. It's actually called Kentucky Fried Chicken, and it's from Kentucky. And it's got a lot of um, uh, spices, uh, herbs and spices, and it's extra tasty, crispy. And I don't need your condescension, you bone chewing southern motherfucker. And let me ask you a question, drumstick. Mm -hmm. Did you eat the bone? no even drumstick didn't eat the bone even drumstick yeah don't do that anymore all right let's take another secret hey dodge hey Moj. here's my secret i used to work at a big box retailer and they had hired a new guy in my department and it didn't take long for me to realize uh that i really fucking hated this guy he used to be in the military and he would tell you that any chance he got and worst of all, he would say really, really disgusting things about his daughter, who was like 13, like the, the type of stuff. He should definitely be on a list type of stuff. Um, anyways, I couldn't stand working with him. So I went online and I made a bunch of fake customer complaints. Uh, cut to like a week or so later, he gets pulled into the manager's office. And he later comes out and <laughs> tells us that he's been fired and that uh, there was like 17 customer complaints in one week against him. And um, and then he just like hung out for a while instead of just leaving. It was super fucking weird. Uh, fuck that guy. I hope he's miserable. Uh, and I don't feel bad about getting him fired. Anyways, love you. Bye. That's so modern. That is interesting to, to have that kind of diabolical strategy to get rid of a creep at your work to go on. I'm surprised he didn't put it together that he's like, the customers have complained about the things that I have been talking about only to my coworkers. <laughs> you would think. Well, I will also add, like, you aren't really getting to the root of the problem, which is that he's saying disgusting things about his daughter. I'm not exactly sure what, what that means, but I would say a more productive thing to do if you're brave, but then you got to deal with him, is to say something like, dude, I, it's, it's, it's really inappropriate that you say that, and it makes mm -hmm. me super uncomfortable. And I would really appreciate it if you didn't mention her again, just to make him maybe my, you, check himself a little bit. You want me to mention my daughter? My daughter after two tours in Afghanistan? I don't have freedom to mention my daughter in whatever lewd and lascivious ways I want? That's the thing he was trying to avoid, right? He just didn't want to hear it anymore. This is why, exactly. He's just like, let me get this problem out of my life. This is why doing the right thing never works. 
because you do the right thing. Like, you know what? You shouldn't talk about your daughter like that. And all of a sudden, you've got an Operation Iraqi Freedom veteran with a knife <laughs> to your throat in the back of a Best Buy. And nobody wants that. So in a way, I wouldn't say you did the right thing, but you definitely did the best thing for you. So you think, Moshe, that like confronting someone wouldn't make them be like, whoa, you're right. I mean, it would. You know how I would do it? Because this did happen to me um, at the gym once. I was at the I was at the gym and somebody started coming in talking about I don't know what it was. It was just like some like conservative talking point stuff. It was in this boxing gym that I went to for a while. And uh, he just like, you know, started bringing up all this stuff. And I knew that telling him I disagreed with him would just was what the guy wanted. He wanted some like, you know, libtard to like, you know, get triggered. And instead, I just said, I just walked up to him and I punched him in the jaw as hard as I could. And he went down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, no, right. no, that didn't happen. I chewed on his bones like it was the like it was fried Bojangles. That um, is no. going to be so hard to get out of my head, by the way. I'm chewing, pumping on Bojangles. No, but, swallowing bones. Well, they're too. they're probably pretty shardy at that point. No, here's what oh. I did. I just said, all right, fellas, let's not talk politics at the gym. You know, like I just like changed the subject. I, I, I made it like I made it almost like it was a standing rule that we didn't talk politics at the gym and it completely worked. I never said I disagree with your politics. I just said, eh, let's not talk politics at the gym. So you could do something like that, right? You could go like, eh, not, we don't, let's not talk like that at work, huh, buddy? Or something like that. But I don't know what to do. What's the solution when you have a sneaking suspicion that someone is a horrifying parent? There's nothing to do on the sneaking suspicion tip. That's true. Sorry, I'm still just trying to figure out. I want to Google if cavemen ate bones. I'm sure they did. You never heard of bone marrow? They had to get in there somehow. Well, you they, crack it. And then what? You slurp it? No, I think you chewed. Crack and suck crack is and different suck. than swallowing bones. Crack and suck, fella. I am fella. Just, like, so worried about that guy. I love the fact that the guy that's chewing on Bojangles bones is causing more consternation and worry for you than this, uh, this Iraq war veteran <laughs> talking about how sexy his 13-year-old is. All right. One more secret. Hey. Um huge fan you guys have really helped me through a lot of shit anyways um when i was 18 i had some really good hot sex with this guy from tinder and i had known him through um summer camp basically and didn't really know him well but anyway we hooked up it was awesome and then he kind of stopped answering my texts and stuff. And then he finally answered and said, um, you know, I don't think we should hang out anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, is something wrong? Did I do something? And he was like, no, well, uh, I just, it's just, I found out that we're cousins. So, yeah. <laughs> Good time. Love you guys. Bye. Is, what if he's lying, though? I mean... I would like some information. The, I got a hot take on this. First of all, the sex was probably hot because you were cousins. You probably... There was something, they didn't know at the time. I know, but there was something, like, deep in their DNA, like the, like the center of a Bojangle bone that was coming out through that sex. Now, but here's my hottest take. I don't think this is a very big deal. What? I just don't think this matters. Like if you're far enough away, I just think like, who gives a shit? 
I like if you're if you're a fifth cousin. I mean, it's like I'm. Pro I think I'm related to Obama or something. Like, don't they always do that? Where they're like, "Did you know that Obama was actually related to John Hancock?" If you go out far, it's just like everybody's sort of a cousin at this point. So I I'm, I don't care. Am I tripping? Um, maybe that's how how uh, I I don't know. I I just feel like avoid relatives. Well, I would say that's a good rule of thumb, but I also think if you're far enough away, if you're if you're a if you're a fourth cousin or more, I say it doesn't matter. Fourth cousin, I get. Then you're like in the you know royalty or like something. Like, yeah, it's like how far away, how close of cousins could you be if you got all the way to fucking without knowing it? I mean, it just feels like there's no way you're first cousins. We should ask a doctor because you just don't want to have kids that have like something wrong with them. Well, for sure, I know this that nothing will be wrong with your kids. If you're if it's like fourth cut, but kids, they're not having kids, they're just boning. Hmm. But no, nah, there's nothing, nothing's gonna be wrong with your kids at the fourth cousin level. In fact, I think first cousin level doesn't matter. I, I think do. I read an article. All right. I believe I read an article, you guys, and you can fuck your first cousin. All right. Well, those are some secrets. And we have another call, Natasha. Okay. So let's talk to Monique in the LBC, which is Long Beach. Hello? Monique, how Hi. are you? What's Hi, Monique. going on in the LBC? <laughs> it's good. I'm digging your like relaxed vibe with the robes. <laughs> when you say relaxed, I think that what you mean is Natasha's hungover. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, maybe. we were out partying really late last night in New York. And so, you know, we're just kind of getting it together, but we wanted to make sure to do our podcast. So. Well, and you know, I've been staring at my face now for a while on this on this Zoom that we're doing, and I believe this is an audio only episode. So I'll ask you, Monique. I've Wait, been hold on, it's it's not audio only. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, okay. Look, everyone loves our look. Okay, well, then forget it, Monique. You don't get that question. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, how can we help you? Yeah. So me and my husband have we've encountered this like well new problem, as in like as of like the last several weeks, where I. I'm getting woken up every night sleeping um, by him, like violently turning. Like, it's not just him, like, like slowly turning. He's like, it's like a spasm. Like he's like getting air and like making noise. <laughs> and it's weird because like, we've never had issues before with like co-sleeping. It's like, you know, the normal stuff, but we can't like figure out what to do. He's, you know, he suggested maybe we start sleeping separately, but we like, only have a one bedroom apartment so it's like somebody has to sleep in the living room I guess and it's like I don't know it seems like I don't know if it's like a temporary problem or if this is like a what the hell thing. is this problem this is new <laughs> I don't know because he's like I'm like oh is he having like sleeping problems but like no he says he's like sleeping very well and I'm the one who's getting woken up every night wait but you're saying he suddenly started violently spasming in the night like he didn't used to sleep this way and now does oh this is new like you know I'm normally like a very deep sleeper like I can do the thing where I like go on a plane and like knock out for 12 hours but like I don't know what it is about him where he's just like just randomly in the night like whoo <laughs> Okay, well, here's the thing. It's almost like when your kid has a food allergy, you have to start like 
seeing what it is and eliminating things like mm -hmm. there, it might be worth it to have a little discussion with him to see if something new has been added either like you know something he's taking something he's eating something some stress at work mm. like it might be good to like have a little discussion about it and just discuss because that is kind of crazy that this is a new thing so a little bit of like talk to see if you can figure out what it could be and also like maybe trying i mean you live in a one-bedroom apartment so it's like what is your option like you can't really like sleep on the couch why should you he can't sleep on the couch because he needs to violently flip in the middle of the night right if you put him on a couch and he does one of those flips he'll be on the floor <laughs> yeah exactly and i don't really like want to have a mattress on the floor either just like chilling in a little room like day to day yeah it's so bizarre we don't know what it is because like I tried like Googling it. Um, it was like, oh, is it like coffee or alcohol? And he's like, he's like pretty straight edge. Like I'm the coffee and like alcohol drinker. So I don't you know. Seem like it. To be honest with you, you seem like it. We saw you, we pegged you as an alcoholic from the moment you came on the Zoom. <laughs> we saw that, didn't we? Uh, no, I have a question. And this is a pretty personal question. Are you comfortable answering it? It's I'm, really personal. I'm here, so you, go for it. You have a Helix mattress? <laughs> like what the, what the springs no a foam mattress oh yeah it's a it's a foam mattress but it's like an ikea foam mattress so it's not like i think there is something i might i i'm i'm not even joking and i'm not trying to suck up to our advertisers here there might be something about a high-end foam mattress because you know those um famous tempurpedic ads where there's like a <laughs> glass of wine on the thing and the person's jumping on the other yeah. side like it's possible that if you got a mattress and our mattress of choice is of course helix um that that if you got a high-end foam mattress you would feel his violent ptsd jerks less like it's you know what i'm saying because they really do minimize movement and my other suggestion would be we've discussed it on the pod before maybe you get high-end helix mattress and your own um blanket because i know that when natasha does a lot of movement and it's blanket related it yanks blanket so i'm being both jarred by um by an aggressive sleeper and there's fabric running along my body if you had your own blanket and a better uh you have a better foundation and a better uh top level you might feel it less and and i i still do think it's worth discussing it to try to figure out what is making this happen is there something psychological you know, just kind of trying to like get to it, just bringing a little air into the room about it. And then additionally, maybe you can wake him up when it happens. Like when Moshe snores, I'll just like kind of shake him. What are you talking if about? If he's snoring, I shake him. You are the snorer in our relationship. I know, but sometimes you're snoring. I'm just saying Natasha, like- Natasha, that is wild. You do. Come on. Who's oh, the snorer? Okay, here? I snore too, but I'm just saying you can like, maybe there's like a place that you can like touch on his back and let him like wake him up, touch him on his back, let him know this is happening and see if that kind of can cure it a little bit. You know, like, don't be afraid of waking him up because he's mm. already woken you up. I think That's I, did it, I did it once by accident, but like where he like turned so violently that he woke himself up. And then I, I like yelled at him like, what the fuck? It was so funny because at this time I thought I was like, make like dreaming that he was waking me up. But that was like the moment where I found out it was real because he was like, did you yell at me in the middle of the night? Like, <laughs> I think that my double fabric solution is the way for, forward for you. A better mattress so you feel it less and don't share a comforter. That com I'm sure that comforter is part of it. It's not just his movement. It's that you're also getting like pulled by them. I'm telling you, 
I started sleeping with a separate comforter from Natasha. Uh, and I'm loving life right now. I'm, I'm over here in dreamland. You know, she's over here tossing, turning, screaming. She's screaming, father, where are you? Why weren't you there? And I'm just like sleeping through the night. Every night you scream that. Do you know that? Every night at 2.30 a.m. you scream, father, where are you? Listen, this is a big issue. So I think that like trying all of these things and you're going to have a lot of chances to try it because he does this every night. So I think like bringing some oxygen into it, talking about it and also waking him up when it happens and seeing if you can reset his sleep might be good. And maybe with a gentle touch on his back, his lower back, something that's like soothing and not like, what the fuck, dude? You know, like just try to be that and see if that can help it a little bit. And um, good luck with that. That fucking sucks, man. It might change. It might change. And honestly, I'm not kidding. I think that helixsleep.com forward slash endless honeymoon might be the solution for you. But really, it does help to have a high quality mattress that you can't feel the movement of the other person. That really does help. All right. Well, good luck, Monique. Uh, let us know how it goes. And um, hopefully he's hasn't done something terrible that's giving mm. him like violent shakes in the evening. Right. Maybe he's having dreams about like bodies that he's been dumping over in the in the Long Beach where those uh, the canals are. You know, that's what he's dreaming about. He's like dumping bodies over there. That could be bad if you found that out. Listen carefully, set up a recording device to hear if he talks in his sleep, and then you'll find out the secret to what's bothering him. So Honestly, it does make me a little nervous. Like when I date, I did date one psychopath once and he would wake up in the Her middle. Her husband's not a psychopath. I'm just saying I dated a psychopath once and he had violent things happening at night. I'm just saying sometimes it's connected. So don't, uh, don't tell him that. So here's the, if we, to sum up, because we're almost done with this call. Here's the two bits of advice. Um, I'm saying perhaps another blanket and a different mattress. Natasha's saying, look into the fact that your husband might be a secret psychopath. So between the two of those bits of advice, find your way. I'll look into it. Thank you. Yeah, look into both. See ya. <laughs> All right. Keep us updated. Bye, Monique. Bye. That is interesting to suddenly start violently um, tossing and turning. And I'm telling you, I, it makes me nervous. That's very interesting. It doesn't make me nervous. You know, one time, I'm, I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but one time I went to the dentist when I was like 14 and he started giving me um, this uh, fluoride paste to, to put on my teeth at night because he said they were decalcified. And I started having these incredibly vivid and violent dreams like the moment I started taking it. Mm. I think sleep is this weird thing where things can change and a little a little chemical or physical or emotional change can cause your sleep patterns to change so drastically that I don't know if this guy's a psychopath. No, I totally agree. It's worth discussing. Like I said, if your child has a food allergy, you have to like eliminate fruit and then mm. try that and then eliminate dairy and then try that for a couple of weeks. So it's like, it's a lot of trial and error. So I, I just think like, this is serious. I have noticed something about you, Natasha, hmm. and the way you sleep. Um, this is interesting, and I never told you this before, uh, but you, your ability, your ability to wake me up uh, when you move even a little bit is is unparalleled. Thank you. And I don't know what it's about. Maybe it's because I'm so emotionally connected to you that when you move even a little bit, it it wakes me up fully. And maybe it's because I'm so in tune with you emotionally that I want to help in case anything's wrong. Interesting, because when I wake up with the baby, with the child, we don't have a baby. When I wake up with our child, 
in the morning, first thing, I'm always kind of trying to talk really loud and do things really loud so you'll get up too, and you mm. never do. So it's weird that you don't, you're not able to wake up then. That is interesting, but it's not that weird when you think about it. Perhaps it's because you are waking me up so suddenly and so fully all throughout the night, even with minor movements, that uh, I'm unable to get up in the morning because I'm so exhausted from you keeping me up. All right, something well, to think about. let's do some trial and error, figure out what it is. and Let's remove fruit from our diet and see if that helps. <laughs> All right. Well, Moshe, this has been a real blast. It's been a treat. It's been nice being in these robes with you. It's been nice watching you on the silver screen in first time female director. Hey, we'll probably have let's have Chelsea back on the on the show when the movie comes out. And you guys can you guys can regale each other with tales from the set. Tosh, it's been great talking to you. I love having you on the show. It's wonderful to have you as a co-host in my life. Mosh, thanks for being here on my podcast, and I love my you. My podcast is lucky to have you on my podcast, and it's been great to have you as a guest. I love you, too. I love you, too.